there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Use code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200 with wagering at more than 300 tracks. AI-assisted picks, the First Bet app, the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details, VEASAN.com slash horses. Sign up now. We have shifted from Thursdays to now Wednesdays with the maestro. He is the VP of uh, Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate, and the D in downtown Las Vegas. He is Mike Palm. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Mike. Good, good morning, Old Saybrook, Connecticut, all of our loyal family watching on Ness in Moline, Illinois. Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. Soul Kirk, Manitoba, O Canada, watching on Roger Sportsnet. West Mufflin, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area on AT&T, and Laguna Niguel, California, sunrise over spectrum. I went from Hosby Show and Cheers to Highway to Heaven here, Thursdays to Wednesdays. But I, we did Wednesdays before, right? When, when, the, the, when, yes. the, when the bagel boy had to have Thursdays. That's right. Yeah. Years ago. Around. Yeah, they, yeah they, thank they, you. cleared the deck now. One of our guys cleared the deck there. So. Okay, so, so now it's getting interesting with uh, football contests. Oh, here I thought it. you were going to say National League Cy Young. I thought you were going to say that's getting very we can interesting. We get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. So with the po- the overlays now that you're, you're going to have an overlay in for one of, in one sh- of the for contests. sure in the millions. Oh, I don't know how you don't. It's a huge favorite to have an overlay. We, right? We'd have to do two hundred. We'd have to do two hundred and thirty-five a day 
the last 18 days to get to 6,000 in the millions. 1,785 as we speak, 2,500 even in Survivor as we speak. 2,500, okay. Yeah, so 200 a day for Survivor, right? We need 3,500 and a little less in 18 days. Wait, so do you think there's a possible overlay in Survivor? I doubt it. Derek says what I, he was really on script with that 6,001. I watched that, that clip on Friday morning, but I think we go over. The latest in the, the computations out of the back room here, <laughs> okay. back up to 7,700 in Survivor and 4,200 in millions. That's their latest number they put out yesterday morning. But for the people who might be listening or watching the show for the first time, explain to them what an overlay actually means. So there's a guarantee, and as you're a poker player, you might understand this. There's a guarantee made on the prize pool by Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, that each will pay $6 million. The entries are 1000 apiece, so we need to get to 6,000 entries to fulfill the prize pool, whatever we're short, Derek's putting in. So that's the overlay. That's the amount of free money. In, in other words, it's in the prize pool that wasn't put in against people you have to compete against. Yeah, okay. you're playing with some, ho some house How, money It there. is exactly house money. And so Derek came on with us last Friday, and I said, have you looked ahead at all to next year if you don't hit these targets in 2022? Because I said, Derek, you're not a guy who likes to dial it back. And he kind of he's like, I, I don't dial it back. So if he went to 6000 this year... I mean, even even status quo for him feels like an upset. Does he even go above and beyond six thousand next year? Well, I don't. I don't. How stubborn he can be with the millions. I mean, I'd rather be aggressive with the survivor. Look, we walked out of the meeting. You know, we have the meetings in in, in early April when we try to set up the whole thing. Late March, early April, and last year, you know, I don't like to say I told you so, but <laughs> but, but we thought we were comfortable. We were at four mi four million each, right? Four million each. It was looks like he was gonna agree with that now nah, we got to go high we got to we got to go to 10 six and four well what did we do last year 4100 in each then this year jeff benson myself chris bennett matt metcalf i thought we had him convinced at six and four i mean that's we're gonna, we're, we're hitting these numbers pretty good with the predictions but he said no no we got to go up in both so you know so now you know we did 10 last year we can't do 10 we got to do 12 so now up to 12 so i i don't know where it goes i mean there's I think a, I think what we're learning right now is that there's probably a cap on the millions, right? Like I don't think that one can go. I mean, I think maybe it gets to five thousand yeah, someday. But your number of twenty thousand in Survivor is is not far fetched to me. I, there's no cap in Survivor, right? <laughs> um, millions, I think maybe five thousand, but can that ever sail past five thousand? I say nah, no. No. But look at the pace. It went from thirteen hundred to thirty one hundred to forty one hundred. Looks like it's going to come in around 4,100 again, right? Survivor went from 1,000 you know, to 4,100 you know, to 6,000. I mean, it, it's yeah. continuing to grow like this. Okay. Yeah, so how important is this weekend? Promote the, the seminar, and then you got to get the bump here. This is, like the down to, this down the street, they, didn't, they did their weekend. They didn't get a bump. Even with all the free entries, it didn't really yeah. skyrocket. We have to. This was the key weekend. Derek said the first weekend... Combined Friday and Saturday, he wanted to get 300. We got about 400. He said the second weekend, he wanted to get 400. We got about 550. So we're getting about, and then he said this weekend, 700. So if the trend continues, maybe we get 800 between Friday and Saturday. We, we need it. We need it. On Monday, I think we'll have a much clearer picture when yes. the dust settles Monday morning on where we're going to end up. Concur. Now, yep. as I said to you, there could be this push, though, of the advantage players, a lot of them poker players, that see this huge overlay that come in and pound the millions the last week, where they see survivors there, there's, yep. there's no overlay. But if you think there's going to be a 25 or $2 million overlay, there will be people who come and 
See, and buy up big entries. And part of that, you're, you're always going to have that here in Las Vegas where there are so many poker players and they got cash coming out of their ears and they hear, they get wind of this, they're like, wait a second, we can't allow that to happen. But also one of the constraints is three per person in millions where it's six per person. So if you got five yeah. buddies together, you can get 36 as opposed to 18. You know what I mean? Have you got, Is business down in Las Vegas? No. Like compared to last year? Or is no, it- no. Uh, especially not on the Strip. If you look at the reporting from the... from from the gaming control board, especially not on the strip. Downtown had a little bit of a downturn, um, June, July, back up in August. But remember, there's not all these stimulus checks like there were. I think we had a false second quarter last year because of all the stimulus money that was in people's hands. It may, it was really a false high reading of, of where we should have been. Why didn't this happen at the start? It cost me $500, so that bet we made. I mean, was it because yeah. people were It didn't cost Jimmy, though. Yeah, well, well but <laughs> Survivor's popular all over the country. Mm-hmm. And then you did it the first year, and you still had more with the millions. You think it's because it just took time to educate. Okay, I think. that's fair. It's very popular in the Midwest. It might not be popular. It might not be popular in Southern California, where a great deal of our right. of our customers come. It might not be popular in I, Colorado and Texas. Okay, let me know here if I'm on to something or on something. <laughs> like a Billy Chippa story, does that help out? Where it's like, okay, Billy's a, a carefree guy, and he's you know drinking, having a good time, and you know what what he did. People uh, give the gambling gods the middle finger last year. Billy's a carefree guy. He comes in, he was a millionaire, right? And then you see, my God, I got to hit like 68% to cash in the millions. And it's, I, it's five picks. It's the everyman contest, Survivor, right? Anybody can do it. So somebody came up to us, and we were at Bar Canada Friday night for the meet and greets like we will be uh, this weekend. And and I was sitting there with the guys from Chicago uh, with Molly and Ha, and, Ma- and Matty Humans was there. And a guy came up from Atlanta who was an officer of the Navy. He's retired. He does both contests every year, and he made, he made an astute statement. He said, to me, the circumstance is like playing in the U.S. Open against the best players in the world, and survivors like the opening weekend of March Madness, where there's small schools, big schools, good schools, teams that got lucky and got in there, and anybody can win. It's madness. But he feels like, sir, because people look and say 68%, 65% to cash, 70% mm-hmm. to win. It's so hard. It's, it's got to be professionals and semi-professionals that are going to be at the top of the board every year. Yeah. Good yeah. job bumping it up, though, paying top 100. And by the way, you said, move. yeah, we do the panel on while yeah, we're at it with this weekend. Yep. The panel on Thursday, on Saturday, remember, we're opening the ballroom, too. It'll be the first public event in our new ballroom space here on the third floor. What was the warehouse if you came and watched some fights? Brian Erlacher, Sean King, Adam Chernoff will be on your show, who's been on your show for years and will be on Friday morning, and Chris Bennett from Circus Sports. So the panel, I'll be asking the questions. Free to the public, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. On Saturday, if you're in the audience, you can write your questions down like we did with Nigel. If it's going to be streamed on Twitter, you can also tweet your questions, and, and we'll mix in audience questions. Uh, is Erlacher going to be in the contest? I'm not sure. Is that uh, it's, is it possible? I'm can- not sure. He, I'm not sure if he's signed up yet. Okay. He, he might be. His former players are now like allowed to get in. Yeah. They can do this, obviously, now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah he might be. Yeah. He might be. We're not going to be opening in Illinois. Probably till February or March, uh, with uh, getting the approvals there. So, what's, yeah, he may well be. What's going on in the northern part of Nevada? So, I'm uh, Derek's flying up Monday. I'm flying up Tuesday. Officially, we open our sports book at Legends Bay and Sparks. That's right by Reno uh, on Tuesday evening with the casino opening. So, I got to give a speech up there. I don't know if I should. This is a new audience. Should I go with it on the seventh day he rested, or, or have to rewrite a whole speech? <laughs> Play the hits. Do it all yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, do it all right. over again. New right. audience. Yeah. Every 12 minutes we learned years ago. Can you guys create this? Can you guys create this and put it in Lake Tahoe somewhere? 
Uh, we got a smaller version of this in Sparks. It's actually much bigger than than our other books than than the D or the Gate or or oh. Tuscany or the Pass. We got some space up there with some booths and a lot of tables. Not quite as big as screens, obviously. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, big weekend. Huge weekend Good. coming up. You're right. Yeah. We'll know more Monday. We will. Well said. And El Cy Young, what do you think? Mm. Look, I added more Gonsolin ten to one last. Look, night. I got Gonsolin at twenty to one, but I have a bigger ticket on Alcantara at six to one. Look, I thought it's over, but here sits Gonsolin, 16-1, and one, the NL leader in ERA and whip. Yep. How do you ignore it? It's the innings argument, right? Yep. Sandy's not a big strikeout guy. It's the innings argument. But Burns didn't have a ton of innings last year. They gave it to Burns when Wheeler had 28 more innings. And, and did you see this stat that was tweeted out last night? I think it's Major League Baseball stats. That Gonsolin has 12 starts where he's allowed three hits or less and won the game. That's the most it's ever been in a season for a pitcher in major in the modern era. Is that right? 12 starts, mm. win, and three hits or less. He leads the uh, hits per nine innings. He's by far first in that, in both in both leagues, better than Verlander as well. I mean, what if this guy goes 19-1, and 20-1? and 19-1, And Alcantara has to face the Dodgers again Saturday in Miami. The greatest thing Gosselin has going for him, doesn't have to face the Dodgers. There you, there you go. go. Yep. <laughs> uh, roughing everybody up. <laughs> Alcantara, again, yeah, it's not only Dodgers. It's now like the Red Hot Rays. And I think he pitches, if they remain on schedule, it'll be yeah. at the Phillies. Like, that's, I think, his what next What did he three. start? Five or six games against the Mets? I mean, he's had a, a torturous road there in the no, East. Right, you know? right, that right, Philly right. start was tough. He was shutting them out going into the eighth, Sandy. Oh, and yeah, then he yeah. got roughed up, and then the Dodger debacle Sunday. It, it might be tough to really ignore Gonsolin's numbers at the end of the year. Up next, uh, no hyperbole with the maestro here on Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. No bias. You will respect my daughter. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Palm. All right, top three this week. Baldelli bounced. Last night's Twins-Astros game from Minute Maid Park in Houston featured six no-hit innings from presumptive American League Cy Young winner Justin Verlander. Verlander left after 91 pitches with no hitter intact as he was on a 90 pitch count as the Astros transitioned from a six to a five man rotation. Also, he said after the game he knew he wasn't going to throw 130 pitches to get through nine innings and try for his fourth career no hitter, especially after Tommy John's surgery. But the game also featured an odd situation in the bottom of the fifth inning. Twin starter Aaron Sanchez grazed Astros second baseman Jose Altuve to lead off the frame. As Altuve walked to first base, he exchanged words with Sanchez, who was still on the mound. Both benches cleared. While the two sides talked it out and cooler heads prevailed, Twins manager Rocco Bodelli stood next to his pitcher Sanchez on the mound. As the teams were dispersing and heading back to their dugouts, the four umpires huddled. Home plate umpire Rod Drake indicated to the PA booth by pointing that he was charging the Twins with a mound visit. The new pace of rules, the new pace of game rules state that any time, except in the case of an injury, that a manager or coach speak with the pitcher on the mound, it is considered a visit. The second visit during an inning forces the removal of the pitcher. Well, Sanchez, perhaps rattled by the hit by pitch of Altuve and the dust up, proceeded to walk Yuli Gurriel on four pitches, putting runners on first and second with no one out. This precipitated Twins pitching coach Pete Maki coming out to talk to Sanchez. As soon as Maki hit the mound, Rob Drake ordered the pitching change. Here's the problem. The Twins were unaware that Baldelli had been charged a mound visit after the hit by pitch. There was no one warming up in the Twins' bullpen. Whoever Baldelli chose to relieve Sanchez would get just eight warm-up pitches from the mound. So Baldelli did the only thing he could to try to mitigate a bad situation. He argued, and he argued. Then crew chief Todd Titchener ejected him, and then he argued some more. Cole Sams followed Sanchez and got through the bottom of the fifth unscathed. The Astros won the game 4-2, earning Verlander his 16th victory of the season. Here's Rocco Baldelli after the game. 
we were alerted that there was a, a visit given to me during a bench clearing incident. So I didn't agree with it. I didn't like that it was given in the first place, but I really didn't like the um, lack of communication on a really unusual play uh, and you know period of time when there's people all over the field, um, my back's to the field walking back to the dugout uh, after everything and then being told that that's the case, I, I didn't like it. I, I think at the bare minimum, um, you know, I think there's probably, uh, it's necessary for someone to come over and let us know that a visit was given. Well, Delhi's exactly right. Here are the problems. Number one, the old rules allowed for umpire discretion when, cha uh, when charging mound visits. There is no discretion in the new speed, uh, the pace of game rules. But more importantly is the communication here that Baldelli spoke about. The umpire and crew should have been explicit in explaining to Baldelli that they were charging him a mound visit. He's right. His back was turned to them walking to the dugout when Rob Drake points to the PA booth. Clarity on the rules and their application should always be a priority in all sports at any level. Number two, you can always count on Laz. And last Monday night's contest between the Mariners and the Angels in Anaheim, Carlos Santana came up with a runner on first and one out in the ninth inning in a 2-2 tie. Angels reliever Aaron Loop threw three balls and two strikes to Santana, and yet Santana walked. How? The first pitch was a ball. The second pitch was a strike, and runner Mitch Haggerty advanced to second when Angel catcher Max Stassi mishandled it. On the next pitch, Haggerty straight stole third. Although the pitch was low, Diaz clearly called it a strike. The next pitch was a ball. Diaz then signaled 2-2 was the count. Santana immediately protested. I truly believe he thought Diaz had called the low third pitch a ball. Diaz, after talking with Santana, then agreed with him and indicated the count was 3-1. The fifth pitch was a ball, and Santana was awarded a walk when the count was really 3-2. What followed was truly a comedy of errors. Three straight ground balls directly to Angels fielders, and somehow the Mariners scored four times including a rundown where the Angels failed to cover home. After the game, Laz Diaz answered questions on the situation. I said, no, it's 2-2. Then I started thinking maybe it is 3-1 because I forgot I called that pitch a strike. There were so many pitches going on. I lost count on that first pitch. I knew I called a strike on the steal, and that's the only one I remembered. I couldn't remember the pitch before that. I messed that one up. If only someone could invent a device that umpires could hold in their hand to keep track of the count. Maybe even something they could click. But, <laughs> but Diaz is not the most outrageous part of this story. How about the Angels catcher, Max Stassi, who said nothing? How about the pitcher, Aaron Loop, the manager, Phil Nevin, all the players, the other three umpires? No one knew the count? It's unfathomable. I guess this shows you just how checked out this Angel team really is. And number one, the power of guilt. Many feel that White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf's guilt over firing Tony La Russa in 1986 was the reason he rehired him two years ago. And perhaps that guilt is preventing him from canning the 77-year-old La Russa for a second time. This sad season for La Russa and his team keeps getting worse. The Sox find themselves 62-61. and 61. Four games behind the Guardians in the AL Central with the Twins in between and five games out of the third wildcard spot. 
Beyond disappointing for a team that won its division by 13 games last year. On Friday night in Cleveland, for the second time this year, Larusa intentionally walked a better when he was ahead 1-2 in the count. That's like punting on third and two. And that wasn't his worst move in the last five days. The series finale in, in Cleveland on Sunday had ace Dylan Cease going for the Sox against the Guardians. However, the game was rained out. On Monday, the Sox had a day game makeup in Kansas City against the Royals before heading to Baltimore for a three-game series. LaRussa decided to save Cease for the opener in Baltimore on Tuesday night and pitched Michael Kopesh instead on Monday. Kopesh, who's been maligned by injuries this year, was clearly struggling with his warm-up pitches from the mound before the bottom of the first inning. He had a problem with his left leg, specifically his knee. He couldn't land with it. He couldn't plant. The trainers came out. The coaches came out. And what did Tony decide? Nah, go ahead and give it a try. That lasted all of 18 pitches. Ten balls, eight strikes, four batters. Two walks, a hit by pitch, a single, no recorded outs, four earned runs. The Sox would lose 6-4 to four to the Royals. The hardest pitch Kopech threw was 88 miles per hour. Let's listen to Larusa after the game. Yeah, he, he made a little move after he made the, I think, second pitch. He didn't feel anything with that little move. That was it. Oh, he felt good. So, what, you try to let him pitch through it? Try to well, he, he threw some balls to make sure, and he said it feels no pain, no pain. So, well, you know, if you're feeling no pain, it doesn't affect your arm. Then you don't see what you got, but you can see his velocity was down, so didn't push it. Yeah, so, all of a sudden, the, the bullpen is what it was. You got to have to have Well, we, I mean, I mean, it's a frustrating loss. We were down 4 nothing. We came back to tie it. It's the same club. You know, we lost 6-4. So you want to say we're lousy, say we're lousy. We came back 4 nothing. But with the frustrating part, we, you know, we had, what, 10, 11 hits. You know, we had some chances for one hit to break open the inning. You know, Mandos came through a couple of times. We had good hitters. And we just left a lot of guys on base. So a very frustrating loss. Meanwhile, he said after the second pitch, he made a little move. He couldn't even warm up and plant his leg. And Vince Velasquez comes in and goes three and a third innings of no runs to get him back in the game. That decision could have made before Kopech even started the game. What is he doing? This time, Tony, you lost the game for the team before it even began. And that is no hyperbole. Yep. Well said. It's a, I called it a wasted year earlier today. Absolutely. What a debacle. The, how about the team meeting they had last week? To let the players know they're too cocky. And, and then Hendricks came out and said it was a good meeting, you know. We finally figured out we're not going to win the division by 13 games this year. we got to get it together. It's mid-August! Right. They're having a team meeting about being too cocky. 115 in, in third place. Yep. Walking, guys, with a 1-2 count. Uh-huh. So brutal. Jesus, Yeah, Tony. think about that. I mean, it's, it's not the same level as Urban Meyer last year, but that was a totally wasted season uh. for Jacksonville. This is a, It's a wasted year for the White Sox. I want to go back to the first point with Baldelli about communicating. I, uh, I, yeah. I worked a lot of games for Cedar Rapids Jefferson, and their coach, <laughs> Larry Niemeyer, who passed away here about a month ago, winning a softball coach in the history of the U.S. But there's a rule in Iowa, a girl can only play in three games in a day, right? Okay. And they had an eighth grader that was their starting shortstop on their varsity team, but she was also catching for their JV team, and they had simultaneous tournament. Well, anyhow, she played a JV game in the morning. She played the winner's bracket final for the varsity team in the afternoon. She was playing, and then she was going to play in the in the JV final game, 
and she came out to catch, and I went over to the coach. I said, this is her third game. She's not going to be able to play in the varsity final. He said, thank you. I, I totally blew that. And they pulled her out, or she wouldn't have been playing shorts. But you got to communicate. That's the whole point is to communicate yeah. as an official. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Good job. Up next, in-pocket plays, and we have to ask Mike about the story of $22 million in unclaimed vouchers. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right, I'm going to fire it up today with uh, two baseball plays. Uh, been betting the Orioles a lot this season. Plus 102 today against the White Sox. I like that. Yep. Uh, the look-ahead number again for tomorrow is pretty much the same thing. I might bet that today as well. But uh, give me Baltimore plus 102 and uh, first run line bet in a minute for me. But I have to fade this steaming hot pile of garbage with the Angels against a red-hot Rays team and McClanahan's on the mound. It's minus well, one and a half, about twenty today. Um so those are my two baseball bets. I hope this gets to mid-September with uh, the Orioles. It could be fun. They're only two and a half back. But again, it's going to be a tough September for the race. And then we can go maybe to yep. Camden and get the crab mac and cheese hot dogs. Uh, I'm going run line with the... Do you want to talk about a dumpster fight? How about the Twins? This well, garbage. I mean, I mean it's, they're all in four against the Astros. They just lost three in a row at home to the Rangers. They're much like the Padres. They can't hit now. And they did nothing against Verlander. That's okay. That's going to happen. But it's Valdez going, Mike Sky, dollar five on the run line with the Astros. They keep it going. Twins and all the writings on the wall. They have a tough stretch coming up in September. Not that it matters because you can't even beat the, the, the Royals and the, right. the, the Texas outfits as well. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.com. Maestro, I asked you about this and I called BS. I wondered about this. Out here at casinos in Nevada, they claimed there was a coin shortage. So they went for the the, the Tito, ticket in, ticket out, uh, cash in, cash out tickets, and the cash out tickets. And now it's even like a quarter, 50 cents, 75 cents, whatever, six cents. Uh, $22 million in Nevada alone. Players let cash out tickets expire. <laughs> this is going. First I mean, all, who is going to go to the cage the, the, and say, "Here, give me my quarter"? The, but the, go the, ahead. The coin shortage was not just in the. Oh come okay, on! The coin shortage was all over. The, we couldn't get. They the, the banks would only give us two hundred and fifty dollars a week in coins. There was a shortage. Unbelievable. But here's the thing: the okay. reality of this twenty-two million in tickets. Right. The average ticket's like eighteen cents out of that. It's just people don't want to go to the cage for less than a dollar. Of course, why would or you? Or even a couple dollars. Sure. People get pissed off sure. and leave. Yeah. So sure. if they expire, you put them in a box, and then when they expire in, in six months, the state gets 75% of okay. the revenue, and, right. and then the property gets 25%. How much do you think this is worldwide? What do you think this is in the United States? I see the eastern states have much. They don't expire for three years, these oh. tickets. Okay, One. so, oh. but is this like a casino-wide thing across the country where if you have, 
like let's say you're going to cash out at the machine for three hundred and twenty-five dollars and seventy-eight cents. Right. You're telling me you, you when you cash when you go to put that voucher in the mm-hmm. machine, there isn't a single spot in the country that says here's your seventy-eight cents. There may be, they, but they give you a voucher. But then how do they have it up at the cashier cage? They, there may be, but those are probably casinos that only have have one have one ATM slash kiosk there because. When you have 12 of them, you, you don't have enough coins to keep in them. That's the problem. You have to concentrate the coins at the cage. It, this wasn't some grand scheme to say, oh, the guy cashing out $1,700.96. Oh, really? okay. We're going to scoop up 25% okay. of that 96 cents in six months. Uh, the whole thing stinks. That wasn't some, oh, hey, you're, you're a conspiracy million. theorist now. I'm not tinfoil hat guy, not much, yeah. but $22 million here. Just come on. Every, 75% yes. goes to the state. My prediction is every property owner, like every GM, they throw a party like on a quarterly basis yeah, because right. of this. Not happening. No, it's not happening. No, that's uh, not happening. That just defrays some of the cost of all these machines that we have on the floor. Uh, all these different okay. ATMs. Now, so how do you do this though? Because if you go to the same spot and gamble, I throw all the it time, on the ground. But if I'm you not going up for take, I take the quarter. I say. But if you, well, of course, you're not going to go run up to the cage. Right. There's a line. But Come for on. people who gamble all the time at the same spots, let's say, right? Do they go up there and they're like, I'm not going to go cash, you know, seventy four cents right now? But do they file Save that them. away? And then I, they, they keep they go gambling four other days during that week, and then at the end of the month they have thirty one dollars and sixteen cents. Whatever. When I it is. used to go get my free play at Red Rock. Okay. I would save all those little tickets, and then just one time go and cash them in. Yeah, and then you or would save them, up like consolidate how much money them at into time. a ticket. Right. Yeah, it, it ended up being twenty bucks. I yeah, sure. When it got to twenty bucks, I would, but I wouldn't wait in line every time. Yeah. Right. Right. Of yeah. course not. Okay, yeah. Maestro. So how, uh, Nick Bogdanovich years ago, great hire, good well, job. See, he was on this week with you. Yeah, guys. you leave a light on. That's nice. Yeah, Tom Bardet, good call. <laughs> So you said he told us. Remember, it was like two years ago. You will not believe the number on unclaimed tickets. Well, he says it's high six figures every year. Yeah, it was at sports the end of the year. Sports, 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 not, just for yeah, sports book, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, how much of this is? Oh, I forgot. I have a seven dollar ticket at the Blasio. I'm not going back. Or I'm at the airport, ready to get on my flight. Oh, I got this hundred dollar, eighty dollar ticket. At the Circa. instructions on every ticket to mail in. Yeah, we. You know how many we get of these? Derek signs like fifty checks a week of people mailing in their tickets. It's unreal, or or sometimes the cashing out their their app. But I mean, the the amount of people that mail their tickets in here boggles my mind. So I mean, it's it's very well established. I I, I assume some people forget they had a ticket, mm-hmm. they lose a ticket, don't know how to file a claim, a lost ticket, or they keep a ticket because it's ten dollars on their favorite team to win the Super Bowl yeah, or something, yeah. right. and they they frame that ticket or right. they just keep it. So is it like same day of the week, same time every single week? Derek, come on, yeah, you got to sign these checks. Yeah, Thursdays. Thursdays. He signs he all checks, and so, <laughs> and so he'll be in the meetings in the afternoon, and you know, signing, complaining, complaining about it. But no, he signs every check. Oh, he really? wants to look at every check he signs. But you know, he's not a micromanager. Oh my God, <laughs> he's okay, a big so, picture guy. And, and do these tickets <laughs> from people who are tourists, not a town? Do they? Uh, please, please, for the love of God, please tell me they range from like eleven cents to. I've, no, whatever. I think there's a minimum. I think there's like a minimum of 25 we finally set that you got to have 25 in order to, to, to cash out. 25 cents? $25 oh, exactly. or something. I was really hoping people would send him in like, he come on. He was going on and on and on and on. And then, you know, we got to get him. We're getting killed on the, the postage. And we're, I mean. Okay. Well, if it's a minimum of 25 bucks, then that just tells me people, they go on a three-day bender and they forgot they had it. And... I'm looking at the checks. I told him, give me that stack one day because I was sitting next to him. It's like people with downtown addresses that live blocks from here. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's yes. outrageous. Yes. These animals. <laughs> these is, animals with their pigs. That is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what is this? 11th Street. 
You ever get behind these animals where they, they pay everything? They've got the change. Have you ever encountered that happened to me a couple days ago at the Walgreens? They got great specials on soda. Where they pay I was with change? The like guy pulls, the out, pulls out oh. like the Calzone, right? He got something like crackers or, you know. And they it, dump it all out. They They're counting it. like this. Oh, they got, there's five people back up here. Get out of here. At a time. Oh. Like this. Yeah, yeah push it across. And, yeah. it, and it's not their last money either. They're, I, right. These people are ball busting everybody doing this. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you think it's, on it. it's intentional. There's people who you know that's their last dollar they're trying to count out to sure. get a soda. Right. Yeah. This isn't that. Yeah, what he's complaining about is not that. It's a different thing. Yeah. You, you're not complaining about those people. I mean, right. they're in an unfortunate situation. Yes. It's these people yeah. that want to come. Go put it in the bank. Why would you come and hold up a whole express line in a store? Well, it's like getting behind a guy at the counter at a Las Vegas sports book, and he's going to make 49 parlays, and he doesn't know wait the minute, numbers wait, yet. off the sheet. Off the sheet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and every single one is sick, and then he gets them wrong. Well, hold on, no, I don't oh, want yeah. that one. I want to go back, and it's just yeah. like you can see the frustration from the ticket writer. It's like, oh, I'm going to kill this person, right? Yeah, yeah. I got bad news for you. You might oh. know this already. Why would you be the bearer of bad news? <laughs> Padres are missing the playoffs. Oh, I love your bet. Yeah. I've been saying this against our sponsorship for a while. Yeah, tough. What did they do for their pitching? Can't hit. They did nothing for their pitching. Yeah. They can't hit. They can't score. They can't beat bad teams. They're in trouble. Tatis has an interview with Preller where he continues with this ringworm story. Yeah. I mean. Mike, it's not going to go well against the Dodgers. They have nine games left. Nine left. Can't well, beat them. Well, they could win one. If they have their pace, two and 17, they'll That's win right. one and eight. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, not- I called three and six a win for that team. Huge win. They've outperformed by two games. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> you got to hope. Is it late against the Dodgers? No. Oh. No. One of them's in early September. Uh, if it was really late and they're just right, they're putting all their kids up. Yeah, the 40-man roster and all that. Hey, I want to, I want to, can I bring up two points here? Sure. I think this Framber Valdez quality starts is unreal. Yeah. I bet him to win the Cy Young. Yeah, no one's talking remember. about him. I rank him as the fourth best season in the American League. And the game that he didn't have, and he just didn't get the six innings, he one-hit the Angels in the opener. Yeah, Think right. about the yep. this guy's been the most consistent pitcher in baseball. But I think the quality start stat should change. It shouldn't be six and three. It should be if you complete seven innings, you get three earned runs. If you complete six or more, you know, six, six and a third, two. Two. I think you should change it to next. two, the quality start. And then the other thing here is your boy Shohei now. Quite a wake he's leaving. Madden, Artie Marino. Quite awake for this guy. In the first half of the year where they were still in these races, he could not pitch but every seven days. Now he comes out, I can't miss a start. He was sick the other day in Detroit, throwing up all night, wouldn't tell anybody. He's got to start their 50 games out of it. What gives with this story? It's very strange. Don't I'm, understand I, your I'm more anti-Mike Trout at this point. Well, yeah. I, I, I agree. I would say try to, if they could have dealt Trout years ago, they'd be in much better oh, shape. N- yeah. Now, by they the way, at least... They, if they eventually move this guy, yeah. we're talking about pennies on the dollar at that oh, point. Yeah. Yep. It's not even close to fair market value anymore. Yep. yep. Great job. See you this weekend. C+. Plus. Great job and a C+. Plus. That's kind of an oxymoron there. Hard grader. Okay. Take the ox. Good, good, good to see you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, up next, Todd Dewey from the Las Vegas Review-Journal covering football contest. We'll talk about these potential overlays coming up next.
There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network 
Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers, your go to book, all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, player props, and more. Every week, great house specials to help you win. Root on your favorite team and players at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Todd Dewey joins us now, Las Vegas Review Journal, sports betting columnist, to talk about these contests and uh, have some big bets uh, to share. As well, thanks for the getting up early, Todd. Uh, let's start with this. You wrote a great article about this the other day in the local paper. But let me pose the question to you: What if we don't in these contests in these local casinos? What if we don't see that late push with two weeks left in that Labor Day push? What happens then? Well, it'd be fantastic for all the contestants to have some uh, record-breaking overlays. You know, Circa paid out 1.92 million last year for the overlay and Survivor. And uh, now it looks like there's going to be a multi-million dollar overlay in the million. And it uh, just looks like it'll be a big loss for the casinos and the sports books and very attractive overlays uh, for the contestants because there's a few big ones out there. This yes. is not, yeah, this is not the only spot though. Right. Because I mean, the, the super contest over at the Westgate used to get, you know, more than 3000 people. That was when they were the only game in town. And uh, what are we looking at right now in terms of overall entries and a really good chance at a possible overlay there? Yeah, they, they have 1.1 million uh, in the in-season contest uh, guaranteed. So they need 1,100 to match that. And they had uh, just over 600 as of Sunday. And so, yeah, they need about 500 people to, to get in there. Uh, last year, they, they had just shy of 2,000 entries. So it'll be interesting uh, to see. There's a lot of entries to fill around town. That that one's interesting. You're right. That was a tough one because you mentioned almost 2,000 last year. Then they did an excellent job with these midseason guarantees, but they just had their big weekend, their golf outing, and they only got a 200-entry bump. Yeah, no, very true. Uh, they seem to think uh, they'll they'll get there. Um, they're I guess the pace is similar to last year, but mm, okay. uh, two weeks from Saturday, he had a deadline fast approaching. And how about Willie? Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You stopped. Oh, no, not that. I was just going to say, you know, they need the one point. They need the 1,100 entries just to match their guarantee for the in-season contest. Right. And then, you know, you need, uh, you need some more money for whoever's going to win this thing to have a nice payoff. So, so I'm sure they're really hoping for a big bump here. Yeah, don't forget about that part, part Paul. Yes. Right, because the $1.1 million is for the in-season stuff. Yes. Right. It's just the in-season guarantee. And yes. so yes. That we're not even yet, even t- until Todd brought that part up, we're yeah. not even talking about the full season, 17, you know, games, 18 weeks uh, in totality. Mm-hmm. So, right. Uh, M- it, yeah. yeah. Millions is in trouble. There's no doubt about it. There's no way around it. Survivor's going to be fine. They're at almost 2,500. You get to a max of uh, six entries. What do you? How about William Hill? Over a hundred locations in the state with a great college contest, thousand dollars to get in. They had a million dollar guarantee last year, and they paid out over almost six hundred thousand in, in overlay. They they, they they didn't come close. They chopped it down in half. They were at ninety last check. What do you, what are they thinking? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that's really pacing low. Like you said, had the million guarantee. They only got four hundred. 52 entries and needed a thousand. So they chopped it back down to the 500,000 guarantee, which it was previously. But as you said, yeah, uh, just 94 entries uh, with a couple of weeks to go here. So, so that could definitely be another six figure overlay. And anyone that just wants to do uh, only college picks, 
that that'll be a big one. You know, they're tied in with Caesars there, the same thing, but um, yeah, that, that's not looking, uh, that's looking like a nice overlay for college betters too. So looking at a bunch of overlays around town. Do you have a theory? I mean, we're not splitting the atom here, but I mean, I just think a lot of people are frustrated that it's like, my God, it's hard enough to beat three, 4,000 people. And I, and I have to hit 68% or something to, uh, up in, in the cash and to be a, a player in this thing and maybe above 70 to win it? Well, that's the way I look at it. It's just, you know, you know that somebody's going to have, like you said, just an outlier or just some insane record that you're going to have to get. I mean, I guess it could be anybody, but yep. yeah, I, yeah, it's just tough to lay out a thousand bucks for all these contests. Uh, that too. Uh, you know, for and that's going to happen at 70%. But, you know, also there's a lot of other competition out there now, of course, with the spread of gambling and maybe not as many people flying out here. They could be in other contests like DraftKings has one, right? And mm-hmm. the other con, other Very contests true. popping up, popping up all over the country. So maybe they'll just, you know, enter those instead of these. Uh, maybe it's just going to get tougher to get that many entries. And, you know, of course, Circa bumped it up on million from 4,000. Uh, entries needed for the million this year to 6,000. So as the competition's increasing and they need more entries. So yeah, that could be part of it too. Very good. Follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa, the sports betting network, Todd Dewey, our guest, Las Vegas review journal, sports betting columnist. What can you report on big bets, Super Bowl, and win totals around town? Yeah. Well, I talked to guys over at Caesars and um, they have 18 Super Bowl bets of 10,000 or more. Seven of them are on Tampa Bay. And, you know, a lot of them when Brady was retired and the odds were a lot higher, uh, like that, their biggest payout would be 10,000 to win 400,000 at the God of that 40 to one. Uh, the other ones, they have three on the bills, including 20 K to win 130 K a couple on the Packers at 12 to one, uh, both to pay out over a hundred, 120,000. Uh, they get the Broncos 15 K to win 240. Ravens to win 264 Colts to win 275 Patriots, uh, to win 280, the Rams 10 K to win 120 saints. They got 10 K to win 500 K. Um, over at the Westgate, the Chargers just on August first, they got uh, fifteen thousand to win two hundred ten thousand on the Chargers. A lot of action coming in on the Chargers over there, and they've taken a bunch of bets on Tampa Bay as well to, to win the Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. including four four grand to win a hundred grand, a bunch on the, to win the NFC as well, included twenty grand to win a hundred grand, and of course uh, there's a bunch of action on the Raiders. Uh, as well, including when they were at 80 to one, there's a 1500 to an 120 K and there's some uh, win total action as well. What do you have on that? Uh, Tampa. Yep. Yeah. Tampa Bay is actually the most popular under bet now uh, at Caesars of any team. Uh, they had, they took an $18,000 bet under 11 and a half, $14,000 under 11 and a half. And they just went down to 11 this week. Um, over at the Westgate, a guy bet sixteen grand on Dallas over in uh, over ten and twenty grand on Miami over nine. And uh, the Bears under is also uh, betters are all over the Bears under at both of those books. And um, the Lions over is very popular as well. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah, hey, thanks for getting up early, Todd. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You thanks, got it. Todd. Yeah, Dewey. Yeah, well, same cast of characters, Lions, Bears. 
at the two spots. Let me give you this email. We're yeah. talking about unclaimed tickets here oh. in Las Vegas. Um, it could be anything, right? Slot Voucher, machines, you, yeah, right. vouchers. Not sports. This, but this is a sports story. Okay. This is from, uh, I won't say his name on the air, but he was working at a uh, very big casino in Las Vegas before they were bought out by uh, MGM. And he was a ticket writer. FTM at vcin.com is the email. He, he's telling me right now, we had a ticket writer that was pretty shady. He had a tourist at his window, bet $1,000 on Vince Young's Longhorn 16 to 1. Around week two, week three, when the guy bet it. The ticket writer takes the ticket. Um, he gives it to the guy. So the, the, the tourist takes it. The writer immediately voids the ticket and takes the cash. Oh, my God. We all know what happened. <laughs> the guy mails in the ticket, and all hell breaks loose, and the writer is nowhere to be found. He vanished like a fart in the wind. <laughs> yeah, Shawshank. Oh, so so he's like, give me 1000 on 16 to 1 on Texas. Gives the tourist his ticket, says thank you very much. Voids it on the spot as the tourist turns around. Keeps the cash. Says, we'll see you later. Oh, the stories we could tell on that, and I'd do a podcast after the show. The guys who bet out of their window, who bet out, bet out of their drawers. That work at, oh, at yeah. the window? Ticket writers? Oh, my God. Oh, can, you're short 2000 a bad day. You can't do that. Can you imagine being that Longhorns fan oh, or whoever God. it was who was in town and bet it? Jesus. Sends in the ticket. Eh, nope, sorry. We don't have this. Doesn't exist. It was voided. I'm sure that's happened. Oh, what a dumb bet. Oh, yeah, that is no chance. Voided, oh, pocketed. Man. Oh, my God. The favorite, the all-time job is the Stardust. Guy's working. He's closing up shop. It was a huge Monday night game. Long time ago, Dust was the popular book and uh, walks out the back door with all the money from the drop. Never saw him again. Went to his house. He had a plan for a long, everything was yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah, found him. Yeah. Gone. Ma- again, put yourself in the in the shoes of this person who made that bet. All year long, you're writing that out. You get to the title game, you're telling everybody in the whole world. Maybe he had just two knows. Oh, sure. And it, it, there t- it, is. it took that performance and that game against USC and you, you're on that big of a thrill ride. I won 16,000. No, you didn't. Oh, the range of emotions. What a mess mess that'd be to sort out. Oh, God. I can't even imagine the headache. Can't even imagine. Ah, We had an employee who went rogue and voided. Not here anymore. Good God. Oh, boy. Enjoy your night tonight. Good luck with your bet. See you tomorrow. Take the VEASAN experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcast to listen to every show on Daily Best Bets with Follow the Money, The Lombardi Line, A Numbers Game, and My Guys in the Desert. Plus, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights and analysis, get insights. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, 
also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.